Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who recently joined the Poshmark app and are getting started on our reselling journey. We will be sharing our best tips and tricks along the way, as well as setting goals and updating our progress as we turn our hobby into profits. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This week, we will be doing a fall slash winter recap. Yes, we pulled our reports from September, October, November. We're going to be recapping the top brands we sold, the top categories, as well as just some other takeaways. So we're super excited. It was really fun getting all the info together. So before we get into all of that, what's going on this week? What's new? (gasps) Well, I'm really excited because a few weeks ago, I think I mentioned, but I found a gunny sack skirt at the bins, which gunny sacks we first heard about when we were watching the Netflix series Girl Boss. She like was selling some vintage items and Gunny Sacks was like a big brand in the 70s. And it's super in demand today because it's no longer in production and people are like fanatical about getting their hands on like certain pieces from it. When I was at the bins and I saw like they, they have very specific style. It's all like prairie skirts and like peasant dresses, kind of very like very boho. And yeah. Uh, So I pulled out this skirt and it looked like it might be something. And when I checked the tag, I literally like gasped because I found (laughs) a gunny sack skirt. So I've had it listed in my closet for a few weeks. And sure enough, the other day on Mercari, I had cross-listed it over there on my big cross-listing spree last month. And someone had asked me a few questions about it, um, asking if it had pockets and a couple other like follow-up questions. So I got back to her. And I had sent her an offer for $100 on it. And after I answered all the questions, she accepted the offer on Mercari. So it's sold. That's amazing. I know. I was so excited. Um, I I don't know much about gunny sacks, to be honest. So I was hoping to get like, I had it marked pretty high just in case it was like a in-demand piece and I didn't know. But I was like, definitely would have been willing to accept way less than $100 on it. And so I was just so excited that it sold for such a good flip, especially since it was from the bins. And I shipped it out today, did the shipping on my own. um, And I weighed it. It was only eight ounces. So I shipped it for like $4 and change. So. Wow. That's like best case scenario. I know it sold on. Yeah. The fees on Mercari are way less than Poshmark. So I think I made like 86 or $87 from Mercari on it after they took their fees. And then with the shipping, it's still like $80, pretty much pure profit. Cause it's also only eight ounces at the bin. So, you know, we're talking less than a dollar. We're talking 75 cents. (laughs) Cause I think my bins charge like a dollar 59 a pound and it was like, not like half a pound. So that's crazy. Yes. That was super exciting. I got that shipped out today. Yeah, I had a really good sales day on the first of the month, so I feel like I feel like December's off to a good start. I'm excited about it. Awesome. What's new with you this week? This week, I got inspired to try to source online again. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so if you are a longtime listener, you'll remember last December. I don't know why December is just my <laughs> time, but I... Wanted to try sourcing online. I sourced some things on eBay last December and there was a whole thing where I thought I was getting these items for 99 cents 
and then there was like a shipping charge that they charged on top of each one that was yeah. like five bucks so they ended up being like six dollars a piece which I've sold most of them by now so I'm you know we're in the green on that but it, I kind of got scared after that where I was like oh I didn't read the fine print <laughs> so I haven't really sourced anything online since once in a while I'll look a, a little bit but I don't know. I just went down like a rabbit hole this one night. It was like watching a lot of items on eBay that were on the like auction style. I'm trying to just find some like higher price point, things that I could sell for a higher price point that maybe I don't find at like Play-Dohs as often, but still like, still not like luxury or anything like that. Yeah. Just more like Revolve or like a Goldie even like free people and stuff like that. It was just kind of to see what was out there. And it was interesting because like a lot of the auctions like start out at like a super low price and you'll see it like ends in four days. And then yeah. like you check a couple of days later and it's like, well, that's like <laughs> way too high of a price to buy it. So it was kind of more of like a research week, you can say. Yeah. I'm just like watching throughout the week, all of these items that I like watched, if that makes sense, like clicked watch on a week ago, mm -hmm. then like, see what the final price that they sold was for i had like a my ebay app was just like <laughs> notifications like crazy this week <laughs> of all these things and i ended up getting a few items that i'm excited about one is a lovers and friends dress i got on ebay with the shipping and everything i didn't make any mistakes on that this time and with the shipping and everything, it was $15, which I was kind of, if I found this at Play-Dohs for $15, I'd be so excited. So like, I'm going to try it, you know? Yeah. I don't think it's going to be like a crazy good flip, but I just thought it would be good enough. <laughs> and then I ended up getting a few items on Poshmark. I found on Poshmark, I found this one free people dress that was like for surprisingly low price. So then I like looked in that person's closet. I think they were doing kind of like a moving sale or something like that and found some other items I was able to bundle with it mm. and got them all for like $5 each, which I thought was a good price. Just some yeah. other like tops and stuff. The one thing that I let get away this week though, that I'm a little disappointed, but also I was scared because I was starting, I got like six items online this week. That was like totally new where I was like, I don't want to accidentally bite off more than you can of yeah. yeah. But a couple of the items I was watching on eBay this week were these Goldie jeans, which we've sold before a few times for like a hundred dollars each, like really quickly, if you can find the right style. And yeah, from the looks of it, the ones I was looking at were the right style I was looking for and they had a pack of two in like one size and then they had like a pack of two in another size and they started the bidding at like $20 so I was like definitely watching those like closely all week the price to get really high and kind of like for me to get priced out the auctions ended last night oh, it was so scary so they were at like $50 and there was like only 10 minutes left in the auction and I was like okay I would totally do like $51 on these you know like 25 yeah. bucks each with the shipping and everything included then all of a sudden in the last couple of minutes they went up a little bit and I let them go I, I, I don't know maybe I would have just lost anyway but one of them ended up at 57 and one of them ended up about 60 which I feel like I should have done it <laughs> 
yeah. That would have been a good deal. I know. know, It's hard to know. I got scared where I was like, I don't, you know, what if it's a scam or something like that? Yeah. But I think I should have done it. But also, I mean, I was kind of just like seeing what was out there this week. I was was able to find two of those. Yeah. You'll find more. There'll be more. So that was my preliminary eBay research. If anyone was interested or. (laughs) Well, I'm interested, but I'm like. (laughs) Picking myself because I don't know if you guys remember, but I am currently banned from eBay as of the summer. No idea why, what I did wrong. I was only on there for like four days. And I've been like kicking myself this week for two reasons. Number one, because of all your online sourcing that you've been, you know, you were telling me about it and that I was getting excited. I wanted to do the same thing, of course, (laughs) copy you. But then I don't have an eBay account, so I couldn't. And then... Another thing that I saw about eBay this week that's kind of interesting is I saw this post shared on Instagram from uh, her username is millennial.mouse. And I saw a few resellers share it. It's basically like a chart that shows the monthly active users on all the different reselling mm. uh, platforms. It was really crazy. So Poshmark has 6 million active users. And that's yeah. like where we're basically primarily selling, right? And it says that... Poshmark is behind. It doesn't have as many active users as eBay, Etsy, Mercari, or Depop. Like it's in fifth place behind those four as far as how many people use the app every month. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. And eBay has 187 million users versus Poshmark's 6 million. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. I feel like eBay is just so many odds and ends. Yeah. You know? Yeah. About like Mercari, yeah, Mercari has 15 million. It says, Wow, even Depop has 6.5 extra 500k. So (laughs) that that is kind of interesting because I feel like we, I I knew that there was more people on eBay, like, like you're saying, that's not surprising, but it's like that is kind of crazy that, yeah, that it's like such a big gap. But yeah, I'm itching to get on eBay too, and and I'm so inspired. I feel like you got to keep looking on there because I'm sure you could find some good things to source. Definitely. Yeah. It's just scary when the price gets like a little bit more than you want to pay and yeah. you're like, Oh, you just can't see it totally. Um, yeah. There was a lot of dresses, revolve dresses that I was looking on Poshmark that sell for over like $200 that I was watching this week. But I think it's kind of just, I'm scared to spend the money because it's like, yeah. I could spend, like <laughs> it's new territory. Dollars. Yeah. But I'm like, what if this is an old style? <laughs> <laughs> you don't feel 100% confident. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely being extra careful sourcing there. But yeah, I think I, it's something I want to incorporate a little bit more. Yeah. And this kind of segues us into our listener Q&A this week, which is how to learn what brands to source and sell. So, I mean... A great way to do this is just following other resellers on social media and even like looking at their closets of what is sold. So I've done that. That's like kind of was my this weekend of looking for new brands that are like Revolve brands that I just like don't know about. Yeah. I was like looking at a couple other resellers closets that I know are pretty successful and like sell kind of different items that I would look for just like look for what was selling in their closets that way and then kind of just using that as a starting point of learning new brands yeah I feel like I'm the same the same as you where 
once you kind of fall down the rabbit hole with like all the reseller accounts on Instagram, that's like the best like resource. If you're a new reseller to learn as quickly as possible, like what some of the people that are, you know, making really good monthly sales are picking up and selling. And I think following their accounts, a lot of people share tips and tricks. If you find their Poshmark closet and kind of look at their recently sold items or like items that have sold and then filter by like highest price to lowest price and see like which items they've sold for like the most money. I feel like that's a really good way to check out what has worked for people that have been doing it longer than you and learn from them. Because like you were saying on eBay, it's like with some of these like revolved brands and stuff, if you're not, if it's your first time picking it up, it just feels risky, you know? So it's kind of a good way to check what actually like has sold and like when it sold and all of that by looking at closets that inspire you and getting, getting some information from there. Definitely. Another big way to learn brands is just like when you're at the thrift store and you see an item that's either like looks like really trendy or like high quality. Like if you're going down the line and the sweater feels like way nicer than the others, take the second in the moment to look up the brand on Poshmark. We've learned so many brands that way of just like stumbling upon something and taking the time to look it up. We've, you know, probably missed so many items that way too, of just not taking the time to look it up and moving along. I think that's a great way. I mean, especially if you're going to like a buy, sell trade or like Plato's closet, those buyers likely know a lot of these like popular brands too. So they're going to be like buying it for their store. So it's more likely to be there, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's like a main way is just like, if you see brands that are unfamiliar to you, just take the second to search it. Keep adding to your repertoire as you go. Definitely. All right. So next up, we are bringing to you live our Posh News Update. Each week, we'll give you an update on what's going on in the Poshmark app, any new features, or what's going on in the reseller community. Okay, for this week's Posh News update, kind of a small change, but we wanted to highlight it and update on Poshmark this last couple weeks. So they changed the way that it shows uh, the status of your shipment when you do ship items out that have sold. So it used to just kind of say like shipped and then it would say delivered with a check mark once the person had like accepted the order or like after three days Poshmark had like auto accepted the order for them if they hadn't like gone in and given you the review or whatever. And then you would get paid out. Now they've kind of added some extra steps. So now when you mark your order as shipped, it'll show shipped. And then it'll show once that it's scanned at the post office, instead of just like staying as shipped, it'll now show that it's in transit. And if you click on it, you can kind of see the stops along the way. Once that item has been delivered, this is where it's kind of confusing to me because now it shows that green check mark and saying delivered. And that's used to be like when you would get your funds paid out to you. It still shows the green check mark there, but now you don't get the funds until the following step where it says order complete. And that shows that the person has either accepted the order or Poshmark can see that it was delivered three days ago and they auto completed the order for you. So just a small change, but just something to keep an eye on. Or if you're looking at your sales and you're like, what the heck? Yeah. What's going on? Like if you can see that they're delivering, but you're like, where's my money? Like- yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a little more detailed than it used to be. Yeah. I feel like the way they have format- formatted the shipping updates in there too are just like way easier to look at. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at the bottom, it used to like show like each time it moved in. They used to show. You know what I mean? <laughs> It, even just like the way it looks, like it looks more like an Amazon tracking info now where it used to just yeah. be like small text and just kind of be like, oh, I don't know what's happening. It was like small text, all caps, like arrived at this place, arrived at that one. And yeah. It's like a bar. It's kind of like the Domino's pizza tracker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can kind of easily understand the information by just looking at it now. Yeah. But yeah, it won't really change your life with this update, but we just did want to make a note of it. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, good to know. All right. So the main part of our episode today, which is our, I call it the fall and winter recap, but it's really the fall recap. It's, we're going to be looking at our data from September, October, and November, and talking about our best or our top brands, our top categories, kind of like the standout sales, things like that. So we ran our Poshmark sales reports for those three months. Obviously we do have some Mercari sales as well, but we thought it'd just be easiest to look at Poshmark since that's where we make the vast majority of our yeah. sales. <laughs> but I thought it was worth mentioning. Yes, this isn't the total picture, but it's a pretty good idea. Yes. So the first way we filtered it was looking at the top brands. So what were your top brands, Maddie? <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> I was not surprised at all about mine. My top brand was Free People, which made up 30.5% of my sales. Then Madewell at 7.4%. Third place was a tie between Princess Polly and Anthony at about 5.3%. I'll mention was Patagonia at 3.2%. So not a big surprise there because I feel like when I go to Plato, I typically go there a lot and I get a lot of free people uh, because they usually have it at a pretty good price. So I'm not too surprised with these results. The honorable mention of Patagonia is notable because typically I'm getting those quarter zip fleeces that sell for a pretty high price for me. So yeah, 3.2% of like I sold, but if I did it by dollars, I think it would be a lot more, you know? Yeah. Your top brands is kind of funny because it's like actually is like a breakdown of like your <laughs> typical Play-Doh's haul. It's like yeah, majority so. free people, a handful of Madewells, maybe a Princess Polly, and if you're really lucky, a Patagonia. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> Yeah. No surprises here. <laughs> no surprises here. <laughs> she well, bought yeah. it. It's sold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just killing it. Yeah. Uh, what were your top brands? Okay, so mine kind of did surprise me a little bit, but in retrospect, it shouldn't surprise me as much, <laughs> but um, we filtered my report, we searched it, so, because I know I have been picking up more vintage at the bins, because I've been sourcing a lot at the bins since September, uh, yeah. gearing up for my sale, and that's just been a lot more of my weekly routine, I guess, but when you search the word vintage in my closet, it ended up being almost 15%, 14.6% of my sales from the last three months have been vintage items, which is way yeah. more than I would have thought. I thought it would be like substantial, but not 
Uh, I mean, that's double any of the other brands. That's the that highest I, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was expecting it to be like on the list, but not the highest one. Totally. Yeah. That's where I would have thought too. Also kind of surprised me. My second behind vintage was Madewell was 8% of my sales for the last three months. Madewell feels like something that I like, you know, I've not I, seen you pick up a Madewell piece and I see all of your hauls. Like I'm, yeah. <laughs> and that, that's like, and I think like a lot of the Madewell pieces that I did sell the last few months, I think were ones that I had sourced. I feel like that used to be something I would source all the time. And I yeah. think some of it I had sourced earlier in the year that was like sweaters. And I think they all kind of mm. started selling in the fall. But now I'm like kicking myself. I should have picked up more. Like, I feel like I've kind of been passing on some Madewell being like, oh, it doesn't really sell for me anymore. But looking at the facts, uh, it does sell for me. (laughs) (laughs) So that was interesting. And then third place, not really a surprise there. Free people. I'm a little surprised it's not higher, but I also, I feel like that's still a pretty big chunk for me at 5.6%. I mean, I guess I go to guess that would be higher, to be honest. Yeah, but, I would think it'd be higher too. Yeah. The other one that I wanted to mention was H&M. I sold 23 H&M pieces over the last three months for 5.3%. That's higher than I would have guessed. I know I have a lot yeah. of personal items from H&M because I used to work there. And that's something that maybe like knowing that those actually do sell for me uh, in my closet, maybe I'll keep an eye out when I'm thrifting. If I find cute things that are H&M brand, I feel like I'm usually just passing on those, but maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Especially because you'd probably be able to tell if it's like one of the higher priced H&M items pretty quickly, just since yeah. you are so familiar with the product. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's like some things that I think are pretty oversaturated, but there are a few things that we would get low quantities in at H&M and that were pretty cute. So it's like, yeah, keep an eye out for those. And then my honorable mentions category was a tie as well. I had Zara and American Eagle both at like about three to four percent. Zara was at three point nine percent. American Eagle was at three point oh. Yeah, that was so crazy to see on my like count of the items because I sold seventeen Zara pieces in the last three months, which I think is yeah. substantial considering I that's not something I pick up all the time. I feel like anything I did pick up sold, so that's kind of good to know. True. <laughs> Yeah, it's really interesting to look at the percentages compared to each other. Like you must just have like a, a lot more variety <laughs> yeah, than I do, which I, I think kind of tracks just being like full time and I mean, going to the I bins say, more. It's not as yeah. easy to find all this free people or anything. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. a high percentage of what you're listing is free people. So it shows in your sales then where it's like, I feel like. I probably only do source 5% of my closet free people right now. You know what I mean? Right. Or even when we, when you'll show me like a Plato's closet haul you get, like you aren't getting a ton of free people there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times I don't like know the brands. <laughs> You're like, like my Plato's has free people priced too high to yeah. resell I at mine. That. I find things here and there, but yeah, that is interesting. All right. So the next thing we wanted to discuss for our recap is the top categories. So do you want to just start us off again? Yes. So we did our top four each and my top category was jeans at 25.3%, tops at 22.1%, sweaters coming in third place at 20% and then dresses coming in at 12.6%. 
So I'm a little surprised about the results for a couple of reasons. So tops being in second place at first, I was a little surprised about that, but then I remembered like body suits, tank tops, long, you know what I mean? Like tops mm-hmm. could mean so many things. So that kind of makes sense to me. And then I'm just shocked that dresses even made the cut on this list. <laughs> I feel like I barely ever look at the dresses like sections. I, I don't know. They're harder to like flip through quicker for me. Sometimes at Plato's they have it on like a really high rack and my they arms do, get tired yeah. and I'm just like, I'm over this, whatever. Like, it's always like the last thing I do. So I feel like I don't pick up a lot of dresses. I know I had one haul. It must've been in the fall here that I had like, I got a lot of dresses and I know a lot of them sold. So I think that's kind of bumping up my number here, but it, it is making me realize though, that like, okay, I bought them and most of them are, have sold within the yeah. few months. So I should, you like, should pit, look at them more because that enough. is working yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of my takeaway jeans. I'm excited about, I feel like last year we were selling jeans. Like I was like only selling jeans really. And only really picking up jeans, but I think just transitioning to the stores here in Dallas, my store in Chicago had like the best jean selections ever. So it's kind of just showing that I'm pivoting a little bit to having to like look at the other sections. Yeah. So I'm kind of surprised though that jeans is still the top one. That's that's pretty good. Jeans is just bread and butter, I feel like. People always need jeans and don't really go out of style. Definitely. All right. What were your top categories? Yeah. So we actually had the same four categories as each other. The only difference is the order of where they fell for us. Um, So I had sweaters, tops, jeans, and dresses as my top four as well. Um, Whereas you had sweaters in third. Sweaters was my number one category. I was kind of shocked when I saw this because I sold 101 sweaters. (laughs) That's crazy. Out of like the 430 items I sold during the three months uh, for 23.4% of my sales were sweaters, which I think is lining up with my high vintage too, because I feel like I've been sourcing a ton of sweaters from the bins and they have been all selling quickly. I like can't keep sweaters in stock. It was hot item this fall. And I'm going to definitely keep it going far into the winter as I can before we have to start thinking about spring. Yeah. But yeah, that was crazy. That's a big percentage. Closely behind it, I sold 93 tops for 22% of my total sales for the last three months. Nice. So another huge chunk. And then jeans for me was third place. Okay. 15.7% of my sales were jeans, but still a ton of jeans. That's, I feel like, classic. <laughs> yeah. Dresses for, for me of the top four was the last one as well, which I do feel like I have been... I feel like I have a lot of dresses in my closet and I source a bunch over like the spring and summer. And I feel like that's a lot of what's been selling, but I feel like I have also kind of cooled off on sourcing as many lately. So that's good to know too, is yeah. keep looking at those because they are a top four category. Definitely. Do you feel like you pick up a lot of tops at the bins? I'm trying to think of how tops was so high for you. Yeah, I think a couple things. So I think... I think, I mean, I do pick up tops usually in every haul and especially like, I feel like at the bins, I picked up a lot of the like men's oversized button downs as like mm. a shacket. And those have been selling like crazy for me from the bins. Like, I feel like that's like the item that I'm like on the lookout for at the bins is like any corduroy men's shirt that I can sell as like a shacket. And yeah. I kind of have split. Sometimes I categorize them as a jacket if they're like really thick, but most of the time I categorize them 
in Poshmark as a top under the button down shirts category. So I think that's a big portion of those, if I had to guess. Makes sense. And yeah, I think, I mean, at the bins, I've been getting a fair amount of tops too. Yeah. Not as many as the sweaters or jeans, but they are selling. So like, I feel like you don't pick up a lot of tops at other places is what I I know. Like when you go to Plato's hall, I don't think you pick up a lot of tops usually, or even when I've been to Plato's with you, you don't even really look at the tops. You're just by the Yeah. I guess I don't like sourcing tops at Plato's personally, which I think maybe is something I'm putting myself in a box about. But for me, it's like, I sell sell a high number of tops, but I feel like they don't sell for that much. Mm. And I think being full-time, I'm a lot more focused on like my cost of goods being either yeah. low or I'm paying up for something that's going to sell for like a high ASP. So when I go to Plato's, I'm looking at dresses and jeans because those are what I can sell for like 50 right. to a hundred dollars typically. Whereas yeah. the tops I can really only sell for like $30 max if I'm lucky yeah. typically. That makes sense. But it, I should probably still look at Plato's because I feel like they have their tops priced appropriately with that too. Like the tops yeah. are only like four or five dollars sometimes, so it would still be worth it to sell it. Yeah, uh, just Definitely. depends. But yeah, I think that's my mindset. It's like I'm only picking up tops. I don't, I feel like I am kind of hesitating to pick them up from Plato's, but I should look. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. So many takeaways so far. So many takeaways. <laughs> The proof is in the pudding. It's like you got to look at your yeah. actual analytics sometimes because sometimes what you feel and think is not accurate. You have to look at the actual numbers. <laughs> right. Definitely. All right. So next we wanted to highlight our best sellers, our highlight reel of the month, the sale that we sold for the highest price. So mine was a, I hinted it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super proud. It it was one of those Patagonia quarter zip fleece sweatshirts that I found at Plato's and I sold it for 75. I looked for these every time I go to Plato's now and I find one yeah. every once in a while. And typically I like keep one and then once that one sells, it's kind of like when you were doing the home goods where I'm like scared to buy a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I just get scared. And once one sells, then I'm like, oh, I got to go look for another one. I've You have to look them up because they sell for different price points based on the prints. And there are like certain prints that are like rare and things like that. So some of the like crazier prints kind of fall under that category. And so yeah, I was really excited to find that one and it sold pretty quickly for me. I did. <laughs> I was really excited about this item. I listed it, it sold pretty quickly for a high price. Uh, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I did, when we were looking this up, I did remember I got a two-star review on this one, <laughs> which is shocking. <laughs> I was yeah. like, what? And I saw that, and then I was like, well, what, like, what was the problem? Did I miss something? And the person selected other as the reason and then didn't write anything. So, like, I don't know. <laughs> I hate when people do that. It's like, I understand if if, if, there, if we miss a flaw or something, but it's like, we want the feedback at least. It's just like yeah. heart-wrenching when you get a lower review and it's like, there's no reason why. Definitely. Like not so, feeling it. Yeah. And the two stars, I don't really understand. I don't really understand the in-between stars, to be honest. A couple stars. Yeah. <laughs> it should either be like one star or... Yeah. How'd you earn stars. that second star back, you know? I don't know. <laughs> we felt bad, but yeah, it was still my, my highest item. 
what was yours? Hopefully it's not as a little bit sour like mine. <laughs> so, okay. My best sales, I had a t- two-way tie. Ooh. I sold two that I'm just excited about both of them, honestly, thinking about it. So one was a J. Crew coat. It was like a, like a double wool coat in like mm. a teal blue color. And I sourced it from the bins and it sold for a hundred dollars like within the week. So that was super exciting. Wow. And then the second one I've mentioned before, but I did finally find a Goldie jeans for the first time at my Play-Dohs. I listed them and they sold in, I think like 20 minutes for a hundred dollars. So that was really exciting too. Love it. You're making me regret not getting those ones on eBay more. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. You need to, you need to get back to the drawing board with that. Get some, get some new ones. You find Get some more in the watch. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. All right. So then out of these three months, we selected a couple items that were our like happiest. Once they sold, we were so happy, not necessarily because of the price they sold at, but just for like miscellaneous other reasons. So I, we both selected three items and my first one is a pair of H&M shorts that were actually yours that I was selling for you. Yes. Was excited to see them go just because I'm like, oh, one less of your items that I... No, you can say that. Should I explain why? (laughs) We can explain. So, okay. I was kind of weird about my H&M items. Um, I started my closet when I was like on furlough. So I had like my own personal closet. I'm sure it would have been fine with them if I was selling my own clothes that I had purchased and like worn for like four years and sold but I was so paranoid when I when my store reopened and we went back to work that I was gonna get like somehow get in trouble for like reselling like H&M clothes that I had bought like using my discount on like Poshmark even though I wasn't like ever at any point sourcing things from my store and, like, to like resell. You weren't like turning a profit on these. Yeah. <laughs> no, they were, and they were like items from like that I had like bought in like 2016. Yeah. And like we're reselling them in 2020. Like they were my personal clothes. It would have been fine, but I was just so scared. So I had Maddie, I shipped all my H&M items that I had listed in my closet to Maddie before my store opened. So that way she could sell them for me. (laughs) Yes. So I had a decent amount of H&M items in my closet for a while. And yeah, maybe we should be picking up more H&M because I've sold, I sold another one today. I think I'll maybe one or two left if that. So I sold this pair of H&M shorts and when I looked through my closet, I'd see them every once in a while. And I was like, I have no idea where those are. I have like looked through my inventory when I'm looking for something else. Sometimes I'll like in the back of my head be like, oh, also look for those shorts. You know what I mean? And like, they never come up once in a while. I'm like, should I just delete it and just like never speak of it to you again that I like lost these? Or... <laughs> then I'm like, nah, I'll just see what happens. I'll just deal with it when it sells, whatever. <laughs> So finally they sold within these last three months. And I was like, oh no, I'm going to have to have the moment where I tell you they're gone. (laughs) I look everywhere. They're not here. So I'm like, um, hey, like, do you by chance maybe have these shorts? You responded instantly and you're like, oh yeah, they're right here. (laughs) Oh, they sold. So here's the shipping label. And it was like, I've been carrying that on my shoulders for a year. (laughs) To get it off your chest. (laughs) Yeah. So I was so happy to see that one go. And just like the fact that they were somewhere 
was amazing. Five stars. And we're lucky they didn't sell in a bundle where we would have had to been like, oh my God, to use. Then you could ship them out with the bundle or like vice versa or something. (laughs) Something weird. Could have got messy. (laughs) But yeah, that's my first one. Do you want to just alternate? Sure. Mine's similar. My first one that came to mind when I was scrolling through. I had sold a pair of girlfriend jeans this fall. And I posted about this in my stories. I think we talked about it in the podcast previously too. But that was on our top 10 denim brand. And I had sworn that I had had some in my closet listed. But then when we were prepping for the episode, I like couldn't find them listed or like them having sold. There was like no trace of ever having girlfriend jeans. So I had combed through my jeans inventory and I found that I did have a pair in my inventory that was just not listed. And that's yeah. like such a tragedy because that's a really good brand that sells for a lot. And I've just been like sitting on them for who knows how long. <laughs> and I finally got them listed and they sold seriously within a week for, I think, I think someone offered me 50 and I was just like, sounds good. Excited. I've been sitting on them yeah. for like a year without even having them listed. So I was really happy to sell those. And that was just like one, when I was scrolling through my list where I'm like, Oh yeah, that happened this month. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. You were like, did I make that up? <laughs> it's felt like a fever did dream. I dream that I found those. Like, why did I pass on girlfriend jeans? It doesn't sound like me. <laughs> so funny. What's All your right. next one? My next one. Also, I've poured my heart out over this before, but the Lion King shirt. I sourced this shirt on my first Goodwill haul. I thought it was a slam dunk. It is not. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a t-shirt that has a Lion King logo on the front. Honestly, I should have been wearing it this whole time because I thought it was cool. But <laughs> it finally got an offer and except it's gone. It's finally gone. I'm so excited. So Amazing. it's just it's just awesome to see some of those early sourcing items go. The the undead items, if you recall from our yeah i don't care who you are how long you've been reselling you still if you go to the thrift store will once in a while have like a weird purchase that you're like i probably shouldn't have got this yeah somehow justified it to myself yeah exactly (laughs) well i have an example like that too (laughs) um i had seen okay so it's pretty popular you know like in arizona like hiking there's a lot of like you know going to sedona like there's a bunch of hiking trails here so there's a brand called Tiva that makes these hiking sandals. And that kind of is a bolo brand. Like people, like they're pretty expensive. If you could find them at Goodwill for like a couple dollars, you probably could sell them for like at least like $40 on Poshmark, if not more. I've been like seeing people talk about them and I was at the thrift store and I found these ones that I thought were those, but they were this brand. They were like a different brand. They were uh, called Zero Shoes, but spelled with an X, but they look exactly like them. And I was like at the store, I remember like putting them in my car and like kind of checking comps later. And I'm like, oh, someone sold them for like 30. This must be what the ones that are really cool. Like this is what we're talking about here. <laughs> so I bought them. And then when I was listing them, I'm like, these are not what I was thinking they were. This is like a completely different brand. This is like, yeah, this is like, you think you're buying Tom shoes and you're buying Bob's. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a reference. <laughs> Uh, yeah so I had those listed and when someone finally sent me an offer for those I was so excited I accepted I think they ended up selling 
not horrible. Like for like, I think I bought them for only like three or four dollars, and I thought I was getting such a steal on a Bolo brand. <laughs> they sold in September for twenty five dollars, so it still ended up being a okay. Yeah, product. it wasn't horrible, but that was just one where I was like kicking myself when I got home, being like, "This is not like lack of research." <laughs> I thought it was something else. Yeah. <laughs> I was honestly thinking if they were the Tivo ones, I was like, oh, I should keep these for myself. Like, I go to hiking once every quarter. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what was your next one? Well, speaking of not doing enough research, I I went sourcing in Dallas at, like, a TJ Maxx Marshalls over the summer, and I found these jeans. I found two pair of them. They're gold sign, which if you look them up, they retail for $300 plus. Mm. So like, it's a high egg brand, but I don't know if it's not super popular or there's just certain brands that like don't resell, like just don't have a big following or something for the resale market. Or even like don't have a following on Poshmark. Exactly. Yeah. Like the audience doesn't line up. (laughs) Yeah. So I bought... A pair of jeans for $10, and then I bought a pair of corduroy <laughs> new <at> tags, <laughs> and those were $25. <laughs> and I was really happy to see the jeans sold this month. So the jeans sold this month for $43. I paid $10, so I would say that's a good flip. I was really happy to see it go, though, just because. They don't get a lot of likes. The other <laughs> the pants that I paid more for. I You're like, if I don't sell them now, I don't know when they're going to sell. Yeah. And like, once you, you know, those certain items where like, yeah, they don't get a lot of likes. So when you see you have a like on it, you're like, oh my gosh. Like, this please. person needs to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those where like, I still don't really know the brand. And like, if I saw them again, probably wouldn't pick it up because I'm <laughs> scared. Yeah. But so I was really happy to see those go. It def- it wasn't like a bad flip or anything, but out of my comfort zone and like wouldn't do it again. <laughs> Good to know. I've never even heard of that brand. Yeah. Many haven't. <laughs> <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> okay. Uh, my third one, I'm embarrassed to even talk about this. <laughs> this hey, I talked about my two-star review. So Yeah, I have talked about that. this. Like, this is just an item, like, I just couldn't shake it. I couldn't get rid of it, no matter what I tried. So I had this Wild Fox sweater that actually is kind of a popular style. Yeah, so this, it's called the Lemon Distress Sweater, and it's kind of like a very dis- deconstructed sweater, and it has these, like, flowers on it. So I sourced it, like, seriously so long ago. I feel like it was, like, last summer, 2020, I bought it. Last winter, I had sold it at some point. There was like a weird dark days of my Poshmark where we were moving to our new house and I basically just like completely disregarded anything going on with my Poshmark, didn't even open the app. And I had made a sale and just in the shuffle of moving, I didn't even notice that I made a sale. And after 10 days, then the order was canceled. So I didn't end up sending it out. So it sold once there. Then I'm back on Poshmark, I'm doing great. And I sell this sweater again. I'm like, oh, great, perfect. I've been been kicking myself for months that I actually already sold this. And then I ended up like having to not actually send it out. So it sold again. I package it up and I ship it and it gets there. And then I have a case opened against me. (sighs) 
the worst. And there was like a stain on the sleeve that I didn't see. I was in the wrong. Like there was a stain. And I was like, oh, dang it. And Poshmark approved the return. <laughs> and that's kind of like a 50-50 because I feel like sometimes when they approve returns, like the person never actually ends up returning it. So then it kind of just ends up falling off anyway. But sure enough, I checked my mailbox and the Wild Fox sweater is back in my possession again. So oh I have it again. I relisted again. And I am proud to say on S- September 24, 2021, <laughs> it sold. I, I treated the stain before I listed it. It came out great. And it sold again. And it shipped. the person gave me five stars. It shipped. I had the money from it. It's gone. So that is one where I'm like, wow. thank goodness. Like, so happy to see you go. Love it. Yeah, so that was my most ex- I'm honestly of the three, that's like my one I'm so excited, happiest to see go for sure. Cause it's gone three times, but finally, third time's the charm. Yeah. As they say. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So that kind of wraps up the fall recap. We just had a couple other reflections. Uh, we hit on some of them, but just some other takeaways that we noticed when going through our reports that we wanted to share. Yeah. So the first one being we were looking for something in your closet and we're looking through your solds and there was a lot of modeling pictures in your solds, which I think is a great sign of putting in the work and seeing it pay off, you know? Yeah, no, I, that was cool to see too. We were like scroll, scanning down and there was just so many more than I, we even realized, especially compared to like, it seemed like pretty 50, 50 with like the modeling versus the stock yeah. photos. So that was really cool to see and very encouraging for us to continue taking more modeling photos in the next couple months. Definitely. Cause I feel like this past three months was the time when we actually really got into the modeling pictures where before we really weren't taking any that you to see if I had any modeling pictures in the sold and I, I had a decent amount too. So yeah, like you said, I'm really encouraged to keep doing that and see where it goes. Another reflection we had was the shackets of it all. Um, we mentioned this earlier when we were talking about the tops category performing well, but I feel like that was just like a staple item. I've seen a lot of other resellers talk about it too, but for fall and probably going on until, you know, it really starts warming up. I feel like that's still a really great layering piece, even into spring, looking yeah. at these oversized kind of like men's style shirts, especially like button down shirts especially if they're like i found like a few wrangler ones at the bins that are like lined with sherpa material or fleece or like flannel lined those are selling quickly and for sometimes like almost 50 dollars each which is crazy yeah definitely and that would be a great one to model as well yeah definitely i feel like that's one that you kind of got to sell out the vision of like how you would wear it so definitely with the modeling right exactly I noticed in mine, there was a decent amount of bodysuits, which I include in the tops category. So it makes me happy that those are still selling. I really like picking those up. Play-Dohs or secondhand shops, they might price them a little bit lower because they're in the like tops area. But I've noticed you can get maybe a little bit more for them than you would get for a top depending on brand and stuff like that. So that is encouraging too, to keep picking those up. 
you know, you can wear them year round, but I, I don't know if I, I feel like they might sell a little better in the summer. Yeah. But, but it's, I feel like it's one of those with, secret like, categories to be aware of. Yeah, like, exactly. Like don't put your whole business on suits necessarily, yeah. <laughs> but like if you find them at the right price, pick it up. All right. So that wraps up our fall recap. A lot of good takeaways. <laughs> yeah. I'm like feeling pumped to continue on for the next couple of months and hopefully, you know, knowing this information, we can do even better. Yeah. So let us know if you like episodes like this that are a little more like numbers, heavy percentages, you know, we're trying to keep it, keep it fun, but pack a lot of information in these as well. I feel like this is a, this is kind of a fun episode to do. We got to do more of these. It's fun to like analyze our own, own results and really like get into the trenches with it. (laughs) Definitely. All right, well, that brings us to our fave segment. It's time for our goals, goals update. update. Woohoo! <laughs> so All where right. did you end up ending the month? Nope. Do, don't you want to go first? <laughs> oh, after you. No, after you. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll go. <laughs> My goal for November was... 1600 in gross sales then if you recall a couple weeks in wasn't looking too good so i lowered it to a thousand of gross sales which honestly i highly recommend doing that if you also are setting like monthly goals and it's just not panning out it's like an uphill battle that you're never it's just becoming unrealistic i definitely recommend re-looking at it thinking of what would be a more realistic goal setting that rather than like check out the whole month because I think it would be easy for me in the middle of the month to just like okay I'm just going to start over in December and like not put in any effort in the last two weeks so I think that's something to I just wanted to bring that up and you really you never know like when you're going to have a good sales day or week that could change everything so you never want to give up hope (laughs) exactly so all that being said I didn't meet the new goal (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I only got to 832, which when we were adding it up, I was expecting it to be worse. So yeah, not my best month ever, but part-time, still proud of that. I did have an exciting end of the month though on one of the last days. I talked about it ago on Mercari. Someone reached out and asked if I would bundle a couple items together for like Mm -hmm. a discounted price. They've disappeared for a while. (laughs) I lost hope. Then at the end of November, they came back. <laughs> so unexpected, because that was like July or something. <laughs> they came back, they bought the same two items they were interested in, and it was a good flip. They were really lightweight tops, and together they were like still way less than a pound, so the shipping was great. So that was a nice little surprise at the end of the month on Mercari. But yeah, the last couple of weeks for me have been pretty slow sales wise. So didn't end up meeting my sales goal, but um, it is what it is. We'll just try again next month and set some new goals. My other goals, which I've completed early, so I've already discussed these, but I'll touch on it again quick, were to go to the Fort Worth bins for the first time, which I completed, I really liked and definitely will be going back for sourcing in the future. And my other goal was to make a batch of thank you cards so I'm ready to go and can ship out with my items. And I completed that. So move it in the right direction. (laughs) All right, how are your goals? 
Well, I did not make my goal of 5,000, which I think last week we talked about like how I kind of was projecting that that would, might yeah. happen. Um, but I did sell my best month ever Yay! by twenty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. So I ended up, <laughs> I ended at four thousand one hundred and eight dollars. Wow. Uh, so that's still good. It's still my best month. So I'm not trying to be too down on myself with that. I just started off November so strong with my sale, and then I had such like a quiet middle of the month, and then I was kind of making oh. a run for. It but just couldn't quite catch up the black friday sale helped though the black friday sale definitely got me back up because <laughs> yeah november like 15th through like 25th was like scary Grim. honestly it was like 13 dollars days some days so yeah yeah um but yeah 4108 and then we touched on my other two goals last week more in depth too nothing really changed I was trying to list 70 items per week in November. I ended up publishing 223 listings during November. Some of that being copy listings, which don't really count towards my goal that I was trying to do. That puts me quite a bit shy of the 70 per week of new active listings. So something I definitely want to keep focusing on. And then my goal in November was also to the bins once a week. And that did not happen and I feel like that's going to be the how I get my <laughs> listings goal to happen. So I need to yeah. figure that out. But I will say for December, I like this week, I've been to the bins twice already in one week. So oh, wow. we're already off to a better start. Love it. That's awesome. And then quickly, we'll just kind of do some goal setting for December. We are on December 3rd while we're recording now. So what are your goals for the month going to be here? So coming off of the $830 month, I am setting the goal of $1,000 for the month. Definitely not like my high or anything like that, but I know I can do better seeing how quiet it was certain days. Mm -hmm. I want to like try to get it up a little bit, but also being realistic with traveling for the holidays and just, you know, not expecting like a drastic switch or something you know yeah so i'm gonna set my goal at a thousand dollars and then my other goals are kind of repeat again but i think i'm gonna structure it a little bit differently so i think i'm gonna have the goal of having three re-photograph sessions during the month so oh yeah that's perfect i've done it before yeah where i just like grab a bunch of items that don't have the best cover take a modeling picture or take a new flat lay or something and get a big batch of them or something together and do that three times this month is going to be my goal and then my third goal is going to be around copy listings i haven't totally figured out what this is going to look like yet it's only december 3rd when we're recording so we have some time but i want to keep up on my copy listings even if I don't have listings that are over the 61 days mark where I can just do the easy copy listing, I want to maybe have a set amount that I do every day, even if I have to do them like the longhand way. I feel like a lot of the shoppers I'm seeing in my closet are ones that I've like, I've sent them about a sale maybe a yeah. couple times or like closet clear out and it's like the same people. So I want to get new people looking at my items to give them the best chance of selling. I feel like December for me is right now. Gearing up. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about focusing on the items I already have, giving them the best chance. 
because yeah. my closet is at um, a higher level for me right now. So I'm excited for that. Perfect. Gonna be a good month. Yes. How about you for December? What are you thinking? Yeah. My goal is like take two of November, basically. I'm trying. Yeah. Like I really want to level up again to the next like threshold and hit 5,000 in sales. Um, yeah. But I think I've had like consistency, which I'm proud of. So it's like I've had about 500 active listings the last three or four months with like some of the things I've been doing with listing or whatever. I've been able to make about $4,000 the last two months and sell about the same amount of items between those two months too. So now I feel like I really just want to take that same exact model, not really change anything about like the average sales price or like anything except up. for like, just like scale it, like literally take it and just like scale it exactly my same metrics, yeah. but, uh, make 5,000. So in order, we, me and Maddie kind of did the math on it in order to make $5,000 with selling items at the same average sales price that I'm selling them now, I really would have to have like 609 active listings. If I sold through the exact same rate that I've sold through the last two months at, I think my average sales price is pretty low right now. It's like $22 or $23 at that price point. Um, I would have to sell like 224 items, which would be the same percentage wise of how many I've been selling with having 500 active listings. So that's kind of like the math we're working with here. Yeah. So then we're kind of game planning how I'm going <laughs> to do it. Items. Yeah. Yeah. So right now I'm like, my goal is at the end this month, I would like to as quickly as possible, get it to where I consistently always have 600 active listings in my closet yeah. and that I'm keeping up with it and listing the 60 to 70 new items a week, you know, once I'm there. So I'm not, I think the past couple of months, it's like, there's been times where I get my listings up, but then I just like sell it back down to my same 500 right. mark. You can't pick so, up the new items like fast enough. <laughs> yeah. I need to get there. And then I need to like sustain being at 600 active listings. Right. Um, Cause I think that's, what's going to get me to that $5,000 mark. So those are my goals is basically goal number one, get to 600 active listings quickly as possible here and then I would like to basically like every week kind of check in keep listing like 15 items five of the days per week yeah giving myself two days a week to still take off with listing if I need it but maintaining that I'm around the 600 mark and not slipping back love it those are my goals so I'm excited yeah. Like we're kind of figuring things out business <laughs> acumen episode yes <laughs> business plan going Awesome. Well, if you like this episode, please go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, write us a little comment. We would love to read those. And yeah, that's how we're able to grow our podcast and find new listeners too. That really helps us. So definitely do that if you haven't already. Yes. If you have a question for us that you would like read on an upcoming episode or a reseller win, Feel free to tag us in that on Instagram at Sisters Who Posh, or you can email us at sistersuposh at gmail.com. Awesome. We'll be back next Tuesday with another episode. And if you have any other questions or concerns, we're always open. Reach out to us in our email or our Instagram DMs. But otherwise, we'll talk to you next week. Love you, Maddie. Love you too. Bye. Bye.